From boy band teenage heartthrob to grown and sexy R&B respectability, few artists' careers match that of Justin Timberlake. With more than 88 million records sold, an awards resume as long as a biblical scroll, and ranking as the most successful pop male soloist according to Billboard's Mainstream 40, it's fair to say the kid from Memphis did alright for himself. While his invitation to the cookout is still up in the air, he definitely has more than a handful of jams that can slide onto the set list. For today's ranking, obviously we won't be including Justin's work with NSYNC, the Destiny's Child to his Beyonce, nor any of the film soundtracks he scored. If you don't like the list, try me a river in the comments. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and let the super thanks rock your body. Enough of that. Let's get to it. Number 5, Man in the Woods. There are two ways to consider listening to JT's latest release. The first is with ears expecting the maximalist production and radio-ready songwriting from a fading icon seeking to recapture the magic and momentum that propelled him to the top of pop. The second is from the perspective of watching an accomplished athlete playing a scrimmage match not for the accolades or awards, but just for the love of the game. Listening with the latter approach in mind and foregoing the former, the fifth album in the Timberlake timeline is an enjoyable ride as its high moments stand mountains above the valley lows. Released in 2018 on RCA, the album is a continuation of the inventive R&B music with pop appeal while adding more genre-related variations to the mix than previous works. Of the 16 tracks, A Baker's Dozen are produced by Virginia natives, 9 from the Neptunes, with another 4 beats by Timbaland with or without his protege Danger. The other few were handled by Rob Knox and Timberlake himself. This reduction lineup makes it more similar to JT's debut, Justified, where Timbaland's presence was minimized while Pharrell and Chad had more points. Because of that, there are no longer 6-8 to eight minutes songs where there are beat breaks, reprises come, or extensions of the bridge at the song's tail end, hallmarks of his three previous releases. He said in interviews around this album's drop that Man of the Woods, derived from his son's name Silas, was where he wanted to pay homage to his Tennessee ties. Thus, this LP is sprinkled with elements of country, southern rock, and Americana. That more hands-on approach is a gift and a curse, resulting in songs that are hit and miss in terms of crossing that divide between the urban and rural musical traditions of America. In our humble opinion, songs like Flannel, which attempt to put a contemporary spin on folk or the clumsy country character of hard stuff just aren't our cup of moonshine. Even if the subject matter of these songs is sobering, we will tip our cowboy hat to JT and Pharrell for the title song, Man of the Woods, a blend of country chords and high tone 808 bass that blazed a trail for Walker Hayes' hit Fancy Light and Lil Nas X's Old Town Road. But it isn't something we throw down in a hoedown. The victories on this album are the ones where Justin doesn't try to overemphasize his southern soul, but rather beguiles us with his winsome singing while the vanguards from BA handle the boards. The Alicia Keys collab came a decade late on the lackluster morning light. However, the Chris Stapleton guest appearance on Say Something is perfect in melding the worlds of the two artists who create a record to remember. Man of the Woods was a commercial success, being the sixth most bought album of 2018 and eventually going platinum. However, it was panned by critics for the same reason we have it at the bottom of our list. Its attempt to appease everyone ends up pleasing no one. Number four, the 2020 experience, two of two. So now that we're listing the first album on this list from Timberlake's at its peak powers and popularity, we have to make two things expressly clear. One, there is nothing in these rankings from here on out that you will listen to and not enjoy if you're a fan of high caliber pop R&B. Number two, Timberlake should be in your top three greatest producers of all time. We are not being hyperbolic with these declarations. Symphonious albums like this have not been made since the days of the big band bosses like Tony Bennett or Frank Sinatra or multi-talented musicians like Prince or Isaac Hayes. In 2013, Justin was having a year to envy. He had a number one album with 
the first part of the 2020 experience released in March, two platinum singles on the charts with Suit and Tie and Mirrors, and starred in both the big budget crime thriller Runner Runner and the critically acclaimed indie Inside Ewan Davis. After taking a six year hiatus from music once his second LP, Future Sex Love Sounds, and his accompanying tour went over the moon, JT and Timberland locked in the studio again in 2012 to secretly craft his third offering. The B-side from those sessions comprised a collection of records that are the second part of the 2020 experience. While these are self-admittedly songs that Timberland and Timbo felt weren't good enough to be included on the first half, that shouldn't be construed as permission to deem this a tally of throwaways. Here lie some great records. Tracks that'll move the dance floor come in the form of record opener, Give Me What I Don't Know, and first single, Take Back the Night. TKO, A Slapping Serenade, Succeeds, and Electric Lady is as exhilarating as it is excellent. The Hypnotic Blindness, the only song not produced by Timbaland here, the audacious track Amnesia, and the sultry soulful You Got It On are CT favorites. The only two features are Drizzy Drake on Cabaret, where the sixth god delivers a stellar 32-bar verse, Sean Carter's verse is less so on Murder, released six months after the first half drop, the 2020 Experience 2 was Justin's second number one album in 2013 and went on to go platinum just like his predecessor. However, the singles didn't hold up to the superstar standards. The first, Take Back the Night, charted lower than I'm Loving It, the McDonald's jingle that actually was a Timberlake single, and the same one Pusha T keeps reminding you he had a hand in. It wasn't until the third single, Not a Bad Thing, dropped that eventually Justin would earn another multi-platinum record to notch in his belt. Number three, the 2020 experience. We already covered the backstory to this album's creation, so we won't rehash the entire story, but essentially Justin took a break from music after his second album to focus more on filmmaking. Memorable movies made in the gap between 2006 and 13 from him are the scholastic comedy Bad Teacher, the classic rom-com Friends with Benefits, and the daring drama The Social Network, where Timberlake portrays the piracy pioneer and founder of Napster, Sean Parker. Personally, we think the semi-biographical origin story of Facebook is his best, but let us know which Timberlake film is a hood classic in your book. Recorded along its second half in a little less than a month in California, Justin Timberlake's third album, The 2020 Experience, was his first on RCA, after Sony Music bought many labels that primarily made hip-hop and R&B, like Arista, LaFace, Jay, and Justin's former label, Jive Records, and amalgamated them all under the RCA banner. There are only 10 songs on the standard issue, but the runtime on this record is 70 minutes. That's because Timberlake and Timbo, the sole producer, are hell-bent on squeezing sudden key changes new riffs, vamps, orchestral strings, instrumental solos, and chord progressions appear in the middle or end of every song. This is not a hindrance at all because this album is seamless and every piece fits like a tailor-made tuxedo. Listening just to the instrumentals alone sound like the best of Timbaland when you hear the arrangements of the mix of synthetic and live instrumentation. Majestic music abounds all over this album. Take your pick. The Neo Soul Pusher Lover Girl, The Grown Up Groove Suit and Tie featuring Jigger Man, The Haunting Tunnel Vision, The Jungle Jam Let the Groove Get In, The Sentimental Stadium Smasher Mirrors, all of them excel in their musicality, evoking distinct emotions every time. The sleeper hit here is Don't Hold the Wall. We could heap a lot of praise on this album that has so much replay value, but what holds it back is once again the lack of depth in its subject matter. Before we go any further, the third single from Justin Timberlake's debut was Rock Your Body, an up-tempo dance record produced by the Neptunes. In the chorus, Justin sings Gonna Have You Naked by the end of this song. This line was intended to be part of the finale of a great show, but will come to live in infamy due to a wardrobe malfunction, aka Nipplegate. The halftime performance during Super Bowl 38 in 2004, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson were performing, and towards the end, Timberlake accidentally exposed Jackson's breast, which was partially covered by a pasty. So really, 
there was no nipple. But the incident received widespread attention and criticism. The choice of the song Rock Your Body by Timberlake played a significant role in the controversy due to his lyrics and the specific moment of the incident during the show. Video of the event was widely shared online, and legend has it that a few tech bros named Steve Chen, Chad Hurley, and Jawed Kareem founded the video streaming site where you find yourself today, YouTube, just to capitalize on its spread. If you want to help us capitalize, hit that super thanks. At least leave a comment because we know you didn't know that before. Number two, Justified. At only 21 years old in 2002, Justin Timberlake had already seen a level of success in the music industry that most artists will never achieve. As the frontman of the mega popular boy band NSYNC, along with Joshua Chazé, he had already performed in the largest stadiums around the globe on sold out world tours, had multi-platinum records and singles, and had become a sex symbol for his boyish good looks adored by millions of screaming fans. He had come a long way from his humble origins in Memphis. The firstborn son of a Baptist choir director, Justin grew up singing gospel in the church along with country music like Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson at home and had multiple musicians in his family. He got discovered when he was barely a teen on the early 90s TV show Star Search, a predecessor of American Idol or America's Got Talent. He then was cast as a member of Disney's The Mickey Mouse Club. He played alongside fellow Musketeers and future stars like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, and Carrie Russell. That's also where he befriended Chris Kilpatrick, a founding member of NSYNC, who tagged along Justin and JC to join the nascent group that was being funded by businessman Lou Pearlman, the now convicted felon who also created the Backstreet Boys. After thriving during the boy band craze of the late 90s, Tim Lake's frosted tips could have easily rolled off into the sunset, cashing NSYNC royalty checks for the rest of his life. However, it would be a fateful call from the once fresh-faced boy band frontman turned king of pop himself, who would put the battery in Justin's back to keep pursuing music. So he linked up with Pharrell, Chad Hugo and Timbaland in Virginia Beach to begin crafting what would be his solo debut. He could have gone the easy route and cranked out a pop album to the delight of the NSYNC crowd. Instead, he decided to take inspiration from artists like Marvin Gaye, Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder, and other artists he grew up listening to aside from country. He was diving headfirst into R&B, a genre he had been leaning into a bit before on his tracks he wrote for NSYNC, but not as deep as this. The result was Justified, a Jive Records release in 2002 that contains tweed, black cap, Neo Soul, Operatic Ballads, and Funky Dance Records with an R&B core. The first three songs, Senorita, Like I Love You featuring the clips, and What You Got are all infectious. Then comes the tasteful, whimsical serenade on Take It From Here, showing that the son of Esau has soul. But when Crimea River comes on, a song so dense in its musicality and powerful in its performance that it can't just be played once. It takes this album to another dimension. Rock Your Body, Last Night, and the Janet Jackson feature Take Me Now are all equally dope dance floor records. But the highlights are the slower songs in between. Nothing Else, Still On My Brain, Never Again, and The Bonus Track Worthy Of all have moving melodies and meaning. The album fosters when Timbaland's attempt to make Bubba Sparks causes us to suffer on the woefully produced Right For Me, and when Justin gets too glib with the ad-lib, like randomly interrupting No Malice, formerly Malice is verse. But those are minor complaints. Initially, the commercial performance of the album was lukewarm by star standards, selling less than 500,000 copies in its first week and debuting at number two on Billboard because another peroxide enthusiast named Eminem had the 8 Mile soundtrack dominating the charts. It wasn't until Cry Me A River was released as a single that the album picked up more traction, eventually selling 3.5 million copies and spending 72 weeks on the charts. Justified has since become the benchmark for solo albums from pop group frontmen going solo and remains a fan favorite. But what about that sophomore slump though? Number 1. Future Sex Love Sounds After the overblown catastrophe that was Super Bowl 38, Timberlake took an extended break from music to focus on acting. He also did features for other 
another artist in this hiatus, like the inspirational hit Where's the Love from the Black Eyed Peas. While making the song's signs for Snoop's Rhythm and Gangsta album, Timberlake found out that he had throat nodules that endangered his ability to sing. It was uncertain if he would be able to continue his career had he not had the surgery. After recovering for several months, he locked in the studio in 2005 with a producer he made the most magic with, Timberland. Overcoming his vocal damage and the burden of not succumbing to the sophomore slump superstition after four years away from his solo work meant Justin's back was against the wall. Luckily, he rose to the occasion and delivered his most cohesive, daring, and markedly marvelous work, Future Sex Love Sounds. We put 2020 experience lower due to his lack of topical depth and sometimes needless song extensions. Justified fell short of the number one spot due to his minor imperfections of some songs and others that lack replay value. Future Sex Love Sounds melds the best elements of those LPs. Entirely produced by Timbaland, except for two of the 12 tracks on the standard issue, the production is the pinnacle of pristine and we cannot commend Timbo enough for his contribution to the game for this one. The name, Future Sex Love Sounds, released in 2006 on Jive, reflects the album's theme and the fusion of various musical styles. It represents the combination of futuristic and electronic sounds with themes related to love and relationships. It was intended to convey a sense of innovation and modernity in his music, which incorporated elements of R&B, synth pop, and electro funk. This can be heard prominently on the title track, which opens the album, then leads into the smash hit Sexy Back. Future Sex Love Sounds remains Justin Timberlake's most remarkable album, but not by a far margin because he has consistently delivered great albums throughout his career. You cannot help but appreciate the album's highlights such as the infectious My Love featuring T.I., the emotional depth of what goes around comes around, the infectious groove of medley Summer Love, and the soulful storytelling of Losing My Way, a track that almost brings tears to your eyes with its narrative about a broken man finding redemption. Until the End of Time is also phenomenal, but we hate that the Beyonce remix was only included as a bonus track. This album is a testament to Justin Timberlake's artistic evolution and versatility, stamping his own brand of blue-eyed soul. Future Sex Love Sounds holds a special place in his discography and it undoubtedly solidified his status as one of the most influential artists in the music industry, selling more than 10 million copies globally and becoming his most successful album. JT is an often overlooked yet very impactful R&B pop star. Another multi-talented R&B artist is Jamie Foxx. Check out the list we did for Jamie here. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm QB for Coach's Theory. Hit those like, subscribe, and share buttons and share your thoughts on today's list. We'll catch you right here next week, same time, same place, and until then, peep these other the list we've done.